0: All right, welcome. Uh, This is Jeff Hagee. Today, I'm excited to have this special guest with me. Um, As you all know, I like to bring on guests that can really focus on speaking either to my entrepreneurs or my athletes about being a high achiever, about reaching elite levels and whatnot. And so today I've got someone that I'm really excited to talk to, and it's Will Loomis. Now, I'll let him tell a little bit more about himself, but you know, he's a professional rodeo cowboy, steer wrestler. For the last two years in a row, he's been number two in the world. He's multiple time, well, five times NFR qualifier. He's won the average title there. Um, for those that know the rodeo world, uh, it's a big deal. So, Will, thank you for being with us. Tell us a little bit more about yourself.
1: Oh, yeah, man, I uh and I started rodeoing in 2000, or rodeoing, I guess, for 11 professionally in 2017. And, uh, man, I did not make the National Finals that year, but I learned a lot. And there was, uh, you know, I think you, as far as rodeoing, well, any sport really, but you got to learn how to win. You got to, um, you know, there's so many obstacles that you have to overcome. And, um, you know, knowing when to take chances, knowing when not to take chances. Because, um, you know, our deal is, is strictly money won, so uh to make the national finals you know top 15 money earners uh make the national finals. so um you know no one went to i don't know if play it safe is the right word but no one to play it safe and just win third or fourth because that's going to pay a lot of money and in the in the end you know it's whoever makes the most money makes the final so um you know i learned a lot uh, i struggled a lot my first year but, uh, you know, I ended up 20th in the world and and I uh, had a chance to make them at the end of the year and, and uh, took some chances that I didn't even take and, and uh, ended up not making them. But then uh, ever since then, it's been awesome. And I've, I've made them five years uh, consecutively now. So,
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And I, I love how you kind of segue into that because that's something I'd really like to talk a little bit more about is taking those chances and how you have to push it. And there's a few things I'd like you to just kind of give your thoughts and ideas around because, you know, look at the Calgary Stampede last year and, you know, we get to the finals and, you know, what do you have to do? Do you have to be safe and make a good run? Do you have to push it? You went out and made the – I think it was the fastest run of the whole week uh, of the whole stampede. Or you look at – Absolutely. Or you look at, let's say, just recently at the NFR, um, you know, look at Jesse Brown. He went, he was just a few before you on day 10. He had a real opportunity to play it safe and yeah, a lot of money in the average, but he went out and pushed it. And I think he was three, four, or something like that. And then we look at, um, you know, sometimes not playing it safe and, you know, what happened to you there on day 10, but talk a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah. So, you know, there was, there's definitely times to take chances and, and, and times not to. And, um, man, I feel like Jesse Brown, you know, right there, he had a great opportunity to make a lot of money and, um, you know, I had a good steer and, um, you know, he, he, he did, he, you know, he took a chance and it's a gamble and, and that's, and that's rodeo. So, you know, uh, you know, when you, when you take gambles, they pay off sometimes and sometimes they don't, but, uh, yeah mine in the tenth round that steer tried to outrun a couple people um and uh you know two rounds previous and um you know to win the go buckle i needed to i needed to be you know decent so um, you know i took a chance Um uh, hindsight's twenty twenty stetson missed his steer shortly after i did so um you know if i just go throw him down clean you know i i'm 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 the world champion but sometimes it just doesn't uh you know, I, I didn't know he was gonna miss this steer. You know, so that's uh, you know, it's. I wish I wish I could see it in the future. I'd have a lot more money, but uh, <laughs> so would everybody else. But um, no, it's just you know, one of them deals that that uh, that uh, I guess it it uh, it come back to bite me in the tail. But but honestly, it uh, if I did it again, I'd do the exact same thing. Um, Calgary, uh, yeah, my buddy Tyler uh, or uh, Ty Erickson was winning first with a four flat and I uh, knew I had a good steer, but I knew I couldn't back off either, and it would have been easy to, because uh, there wasn't really anybody after him, you know, that, that had done good, so I, it would have been easy for me to back off and win $12,500, which is what second paid, um, or actually 15000 I guess, um, but, you know, if I did press it and, and tried to win first, you know, it paid 50000 so there was a huge difference there, and that's, that's when, you know, to take chances and when not to. So.
0: Right. Absolutely. So talk to me a little bit about, you know, you, you went from, like you were saying, it was 2017 that you got serious about it. You, you went from 2016 making six grand to 2017 making almost 70 grand. And then every year just going up and up and, you know, this year making over a quarter million, what what does it take to get to that elite level and how is it that you are able to stay there? Well, you know, for me, uh, you
1: know, 16 making making what I did, you know, I was just still circuit rodeoing and, and finishing up college. And um, you know, I actually I was in physical therapy school at that time too, so I had a lot going on then. Um and uh so uh, you know, just battling those, and then um, you know, I went from my first year, I think I won uh, like 60, 60 something, 60, uh, 66 or 7,000, maybe. Yeah. And uh, that year it took like 72,000 to make the final. So, um, you know, I, I was, again, really close. And uh, my first year had a great NFR. Um, and I won uh, like right at 200,000 that year. And then the next year I didn't have as good of a year, I, you know, I, I, but I still won like 160. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the last two years I've, you know, I've, I've done, you know, a cool, uh, 250,000 or better. So, um, you know, it's, it's really just, honestly, I'm, I'm more comfortable. I'm learning again. And I mean, cause you're constantly learning, you're learning how to win. You're learning how to, how to play the game. You're learning the business side of it. Um, and, and there's so much, so many logistics that go into rodeo and that people don't understand it. Like, you've got you've to realize that if you drive all night to a rodeo, you're obviously not as sharp as you're going to be, you know, if you had a good night's sleep. So learning how, how to enter the rodeos, where to go, um, how to piece them all together where you can go to as many rodeos as possible, but still also be fresh and, and, ready, to, and ready to rodeo. Cause, and also your horse, too, because your horse is in the trailer just as much as you're in the truck. So if your horse isn't fresh and you're not fresh and we're just not, we're not going to compete as good. And um, you know, there, there's times that, that we ha- that we have to drive all night to get somewhere uh, to a big rodeo or something, you know, and we just make it work with monsters and coffee. But uh, um, you know, it's uh, I think just over the years, man, I've, I've learned, I've learned how to play the game smarter and not just, you know, headstrong into the wind and, and, you know, we're going to make it happen. So, uh, and I've even turned, turned out of rodeos. I've, you know, there's been a smaller rodeo that we could have went to and we entered and then we said, yeah, but we made the short round here. If we don't go, we'll be fresh and we'll be ready to rodeo tomorrow here at this rodeo. So, um, you know, it's, it, it's all about learning how to play the game.
0: So, so on that, just for any of our listeners that don't know a lot about the sport, how many rodeos are you hitting a year?
1: Well, this year I went to 52, um, or 53, and that was the least amount I've ever gone to. Uh, and Calgary had a big play in that. Um, you know, I had, uh, there's a percentage of that money that counts. So, I, but but about 30, about 32,000 of that, that I won there counted. So that was a huge jump in the world standings, right? So um, we're allowed to count 80 rodeos, is how many we can go to. We can go to as many as we want, but you have to what we call official a rodeo. And when you enter that rodeo, you say, "I want this rodeo to count for the world standings." Uh, and it has to happen before you compete. It can't happen at you know. Oh, I won first year. I'm gonna count in. So um, yeah, it's a you know there there's a there you know there like and again that goes into the business side of it, knowing what that rodeo is going to pay and being able to being able to figure it up and and know exactly to the dollar what that rodeo is going to pay and, where, and whether it's worth going to or not. Um, you know, for instance, I'm taking my wife to a, to a rodeo in Hattiesburg, Mississippi tonight. Uh, she's running barrels, and uh, I ended up not entering it because, you know, it's going to pay like $800. And I just uh, – and, and, and $800 $800, but it's also uh, – if, if I went to that rodeo, it would count against my 80 rodeos that I get to count to make the national finals. And three weeks from now, I can replace that rodeo with one that's gonna pay fifteen hundred two thousand twenty five hundred bucks so um yeah it's just it's just knowing you know knowing which rodeos to go to and then being able to figure out exactly what they're gonna pay
0: so on that outside of the n f r like this year at the n f r you just you made just shy of 150000 hundred and fifty thousand. Outside of the NFR, what's your biggest payday rodeo that you've had?
1: Um, yeah, probably Calgary this Calgary. year. I won um technically on paper I won uh sixty thousand but that was Canadian. Um so you know it ended up like 40 something thousand American as you know by the time they taxed it and had the exchange rate and all of that, you know, nonsense. But yeah. um so uh Yeah, it uh, that was probably my biggest one. And then, you know, uh, just you know, we everything during the during the summer is considered in weeks. So it's Sunday to Sunday to Saturday. So whatever rodeos you go to that week, you pretty much add up what you win at those rodeos. And we say, Well, how'd you do last week? And last week, well, I won eight thousand, or I won eleven thousand, or I won, you know, it was slow, I won two thousand. Um so um anyway I just lost the Hay. anyway <laughs> uh, it uh you know it's just it, it's yeah, it's I guess like during the winter it's kind of harder because you you go to the big rodeos during the winter but you're going you're you're going to 20, 20 to 25 rodeos between January and May and then yeah from June to September, you're going to go to probably 50. Um, so, um, and we always say you need 50 rodeos at Reno and Reno is kind of the first big rodeo that starts the summer. It's like the end of June. But, uh, if you have 50 rodeos left out of your 80 at, at, at Reno, then you can pretty much enter everything that you want to enter and, and be okay. So, um, yeah, it's there there's a there's a lot that goes into it that that, that that people don't realize and logistics and all that stuff. But yeah, that's uh you know, obviously you have more opportunity to make more money during the summer.
0: Right. Now so talking about become becoming a lead at what you do, and you know what whether it is entrepreneurs or athletes or whatever, talk about your network and for you the importance of who you travel with, the people you spend your time with, and who your mentors have been?
1: Yeah, man, I, you know I try to surround myself with with with, with winners. Um, obviously, you know iron sharpens iron. So um, as I it to rodeo with got three guys in the rig. Uh, Clayton has has made the finals four or five times. Um, has almost won an all-around world championship, um, almost won a wrestling World Championship. Um, Dakota Eldridge is in the rig. He's a two-time average winner at the national finals, made the finals like nine or ten times. Um, Ty Erickson's also in our rig. He's 2019 world champ. Um, you know, he's made the finals, I don't know, six, seven, eight times. So, uh, you know, it's really cool to be able to rodeo with guys like that because everybody has the same goal. And I and also, it's really hard – to be the best guy in the rig, in that rig. And there's so many, I've been in a lot of different rigs and, and rodeoed with a lot of different people. And, and um, you know, sometimes it's exhausting being, the. and I'm not tooting my horn, but sometimes it's exhausting being the best person in the truck and, or having the most money won at that current time in the truck or having the best week in that truck. Because, you know, it's, it's hard to be able to celebrate because you're happy but you're also you don't want to step on your buddy's toes and hurt his feelings cuz he had a bad week. Um so, you know, being in a rig like I'm in now, it's really hard to be the to have the best week or to have the best, you know, be the best guy in the rig because everybody else is having great weeks too. And um, you know, it's when I have I may have the fourth, uh, you know, I may be number 4 in the rig that week, but it's fun because Next week I might be number one and we're just battling. And you are battling against ourselves, but we're all on the same team. So I just really think that, that battling against somebody like that makes me better. And and vice versa. I hope that them battling against me makes them better, you know. Um so yeah, that's that that's that's really I think picking, you know, picking who you're around and picking your picking who's on your team um is, is crucial,
0: honestly. And did you, did you have a, a mentor growing up that got you bulldogging?
1: Yeah, so my uncle made the finals four times, uh, Bob okay. Loomis. He, uh, you know, and he rodeo with people like Joe Beaver and uh, Bill Pace and, you know, a handful of other people. But, you know, a lot of people that I look up to and, um, you know, I always roped. I roped Kevs and loved roping Kevs and did all the way through college. I I had it, honestly, better than a lot of people because I had my uncle right there in my corner that that, that could teach. And I didn't have to go to schools, and I didn't have to do all the extras. So it was really nice just being able to have him there. And then my dad hazed really good. So, um, you know, he was always helping us. He always hazed for me. So um, we always had good horses. So, you know, it was always – the goal was always for me to make a living rodeo. um, Even though I went to school for a long time, Um, but, but I really had all, you know, I had, I had everything I needed to do it, which was amazing.
0: That's very cool. I I actually had a had a request to ask you something from my son. Do you put on a school?
1: Uh, yes, actually. Um, I'm actually have one the first week of March. uh, Um, and I'm fixing to start doing some more because I got a, I got the head coaching position at a junior college here close to my house. And uh, I did, I did, um. Actually, while I was rodeoing this summer, um, the job came up, you know, got posted, and, uh, and uh, my wife sent it to me while I was rodeoing, and I was like, ah, you know, I just, I don't know if that's something I really want to do, and then, you know, the more I thought about it, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a great way for me to give back, and that's what everybody's talking about. Every, now everybody's into conservation. We call we you know, quail conservation or whatever it may be. There's conservation of everything, right? I feel like we have so much knowledge in our minds from rodeoing and doing that, doing, you know, what we've done that we can give back and make it easier for the next generation. And that's what we're trying to do at college. Rodeo. Well, number one, people aren't as tough as they used to be, but um, you know, it just, it's a great way for me to give back. And, and um, you know, I just, I'm going to start having probably two or three clinics a year whenever we get everything set up and, and, uh, and established in that in that aspect
0: that's awesome that's really cool and you know what um you know i i learned to see wrestle from my my brother and my my cousin but i had mentioned to you that one of my mentors was blaine peterson and that's how it started was going to his schools and, oh yeah oh yeah know, he, he he was really good to me and i, I was actually thinking about it this morning because i knew we were going to be talking and some of the funnest times where I remember sitting up in the lobby of his uh, arena with him, um, Lyman, Todd Bogus, some of those guys. And I was just a young kid and they, they just treated me so well. So that's really cool to be able to take some of those kids under you. Oh room.
1: yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what I try to tell the guys, you know, when I have a clinic, I, you know, I tell them, you know, there's so many, I feel like when you go to these, when you go to these clinics, there's, we gotta do this for 15 minutes. We gotta do that for 15 minutes. Then you gotta to go to this stage. You gotta do that. So like my thing is I just wanna practice with you. Like I really do. Like I wanna watch you practice. And then I wanna see, I don't wanna change really anything. I just wanna kind of refine some things that you're doing. And um, so that's my thing with the clinics I just try to I just try to, you know, practice with the guys, just show them what I think might help.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So one of the things you mentioned about when you're traveling with the guys, and that's one of the things I love about sport is you've got to learn to deal with failure. You know, you might you might go have a terrible run at a rodeo and you've got to turn it around that afternoon or that evening and run another steer. How do you deal with that on the confidence level to put that behind you and move on to the next?
1: Yeah, man, my thing is just uh, man I have 15 minutes. Well, I, everybody says you got the 15 minute rule, right? Well, mine's 20 because <laughs> the first 5 you're just pissed. Okay? So that's always been my thing. Sometimes it lasts longer than that, but but really and truly it's just a mental game. <laughs> and rodeo is so mental. But that's the cool thing about rodeo during summer. Is that you do get to run one that afternoon, or maybe or dang sure that next day? Um, you know, it's a little tougher during the winter because it might be five or six days before you run another. One. And um, but you know, that's just that's just learning to get in control of your mind. And honestly, man, Casey Jones, uh, who is another one of my mentors, who I started rodeoing with uh, at seventeen, well, I rodeo seventeen and eighteen. I made the first, my finals the first year uh, with him, and. He's so, he's so cool, man. Like on the mental aspect of the game, and I learned so much from him. Um, and that was that was always his deal, you know. It just it, once you run that steer, it doesn't matter, and um, you know, good or bad. And you know, he 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 taught me a lot of that stuff. And uh, yeah, he, anyways, uh, that was. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I can talk about Casey Jones for days, um, but he was really good to be, and he and I learned most of the uh, you know most of the stuff that I know now from him.
0: That's awesome. So, you know, whether it's one of your college athletes or any any younger kid that has started their career in whether it's rodeo or another sport or whatever it is, and knowing what you know now, how to get to that elite level. What's the biggest piece of, of advice that you would give them?
1: And just putting in the time, honestly, and it's just like any other sport, you know, you have to put in, you have to put in the hours of the bat cage, or, you know, you have to put in hours on the field, or, you know, there's just, there's so much, there's so much time that has to go into it, and we'll never perfect our craft, um, well, Professionals will never f- perfect their draft, you know, because there's always ways to get better. And so, you know, I feel like you need to stay coach. And I'm, you know, I've won the average and I've made the finals five times. But that doesn't, you know, that doesn't make me any better than, I mean, heck, a high school kid could come and beat me tomorrow. You know what I mean? So, like, there's always something that I can, that I can do better. Um, and you know, you just, you just, you have to stay coachful and you have to listen. And actually, my uncle said it the best one time. He said, you have to be a sponge because a sponge, when you, a sponge soaks up everything, right? A sponge soaks up every bit of water. When you squeeze it out, there's always, you'll never get all the water out of the sponge. So when you're learning, be a sponge, soak up everything, soak up everything I tell you. Just take, i take it all in. When you get home, squeeze your sponge out and what's left, you use it. So use what works for you, you know, because because I may say something about my feet placement or my base or my head catch or something that might not work for your style. And that's okay. But if you can go somewhere and learn something somebody and even just learn one thing, you know, the school or the clinic was worth it. So you just have to stay coachable and, um, you know, just put in the hours. I mean, it's it's – You know it's it's crazy the amount of hours that that you have to put in to to, you know to to be the best and and i still haven't reached that yet so um you know i'm gonna keep working and i'm gonna try to be the best
0: awesome well will really appreciate the time you spent here sharing your knowledge sharing your experience um you so fun to watch you and uh Really want to wish you the best of luck. What what do you have coming up in the next little bit here for some of these bigger rodeos coming up?
1: I'll go to Fort Worth. I'll go actually to my—I uh, guess I call it my hometown or South Haven, Mississippi on um, Saturday tomorrow night. Um, and uh, and then I'll go to Fort Worth on Monday and Tuesday, and then hopefully if we do good, we'll stay there all week for the semi and all that stuff. So hopefully, um, you know, Monday and Tuesday will go good, and then after that, we'll be, uh, you know, we'll go to Jackson. We'll go to um Kissimmee and Okeechobee Florida then we'll go to San Antonio so we've got a bunch of rodeos lined up and a bunch of good ones too so there's a lot of money in the in the future hopefully
0: well good luck and look forward to watching you this year thank you for taking the time today you bet man I appreciate you having
2: athletes put a lot of time money and effort into the physical aspect of their sport but they often neglect the mental game and the mental game It's just as important as a physical. In fact, it's often the differentiating factor between good and great athletes. If you really wanna reach your full potential, if you wanna be a great athlete, you've got to pay attention to the mental game. Now, come and join us in the Confident Athlete Program, where you're gonna learn how to develop powerful mindset, extreme self-confidence, and really take your game to the next level. Come and check us out at confidentathleteprogram.com slash membership. Who you surround yourself with really does matter. The people you associate with and spend time with have a huge impact on who you become and what you do in your life. Hi, my name is Jeff Hagee, and I wanna tell you about my Inner Circle Mastermind Group. This is a group that's designed to surround you with like-minded high achievers who will help you to think bigger and amplify the performance of your business and your life while tearing down all the barriers that are holding you back. A mastermind is the fastest way to get you to the next level. If you're ready to network and connect with other successful entrepreneurs and influencers, Go to coachhagey.com slash mastermind.